You're listening to the Tell Me series, a podcast that inspires people to rekindle their childlike curiosity about the world. My name is Rana Krupani, and I enjoy seeking discomfort, learning, and creating content that opens up new perspectives. And I'm sitting down with people to talk about their passions, the things that they've learned, and how to implement them in our lives. This week's guest is one of the most inspiring people I know. By day, she works as a marketing consultant. By night, she transforms into a yogi. Her 16-month journey with yoga has fascinated me from the very beginning. I'm super excited to introduce Arti Matwani. Arti, welcome to the show. I still can't get over this intro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's just really kind. I don't know what to say. No, we're glad to have you here. You've been doing yoga day in and day out consistently for a year and four months. Can you remember your first yoga session and how did you make the decision to go? Yeah, I actually do remember my first yoga session. So this was during lockdown. Everyone was locked in their houses and I live alone. Well, with two birds, but no people. So I think I was forced to look inwards. When you when you have the freedom to go out, you just go on living your life, not really thinking about, I'd say, either your mental health or physical health as much as you should. And once mm-hmm. COVID hit, everyone started thinking a little more about their health. Because it's something we we don't we don't mean to, but we take it for granted. My first class was on the thirteenth or fourteenth of April in twenty twenty, and um, I started this thirty day yoga challenge where I was like, okay, I actually have nothing to do at home because my workday ends, mm-hmm. and then I'm just sitting and doing nothing of value. So that was the first time I fully opened myself up to yoga, and after I finished that class, I was like, yeah, I'm going back tomorrow. Like, I'm going to do this tomorrow as well. And what class was this? This is a series on YouTube, uh, Yoga with Adrian, And uh, she's quite popular on YouTube. A lot of beginners or a lot of people who want to learn more about yoga usually go on and check her videos. And she's very helpful. So if anyone out there wants to get into the world of yoga, I would say try some of her classes. They're quite simple. Um, they they cater to every level. That's awesome. I guess that's a very good introduction for people to get into it. And how would you say your relationship with yoga has changed since you started? I think it's like any other relationship. Uh, it's something that you nurture. The more time you give it, the more you come to love it, uh, the more you come to realize how important it is to you. That's literally it. It's uh, my, my love for it has grown. And I've also realized that a lot of people don't actually know what yoga is. So when I, when I hear people say, hey, it's just a flexibility, you're just stretching. I want to remove my Zen out of the way and then slap them maybe. <laughs> I can't do that. So I don't do that. <laughs> I mean, did you have any goals coming in when you first started? Any physical goals or maybe any mental goals? Uh, maybe mental goals, not physical goals. I think it's important to realize that when you do start a physical activity for your fitness, your body is going to change over time. Some some exercises have an immediate effect on how you look, like your physique. Some take some more time. I was more I was more trying to find my zen, and if that makes any sense. And I was also trying to make sure I don't go crazy with 
being all alone mm-hmm. during lockdown. So I was trying to make sure that I learn breathing in a way that also helps me with my anxiety attacks. So yeah, I don't think like physique wise I had any goals, but I did want to look a lot better uh, and feel a lot better. So that's fair. Um, I mean, everything at some point, whenever you get to a, uh, whenever you cross like the beginner stage, it, it always, I think is the mental challenge is always the most exciting part. I think, and the most difficult as well. I feel like your mind is the one that stop mostly stops you. Because I've, I've had days where I'm full of energy, but then I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to work out today. And then I don't convince myself to work out. And I'm like, ah, oh, why am I doing So I started taking videos or time lapses of myself. And I took one picture every six months of my physique. Because as humans, we tend to, we tend to, do things even more when we see some result there's that uh positive reinforcement exactly but also the satisfaction of doing something that makes you look good and feel better over time i stopped giving a shit about the -hmm. looking good part and it's more about hey okay i feel a lot stronger in my body i can feel my back muscles i never knew i had back muscles i'm gonna quote jake peralta (laughs) from like Brooklyn Nine Nine, and he's like, my back is like the inside of a spoon. That's how I used to feel. <laughs> so once I started doing yoga, my back didn't feel like the inside of a spoon. It started feeling like Terry. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel strong even though I'm tiny. <laughs> that's yeah, that's hilarious. You you've gone through your experiences with yoga, and you've realized that. Some people think yoga is only about flexibility and has nothing to do with strength and conditioning. Is that a misconception? And if so, what other kinds of misconceptions are there? Misconceptions? Uh, So many. (laughs) But um, I think commercial yoga is is, is catered to people who want to de-stress. Like, yeah, of course, it's a practice that lets you slow down. Just like all exercises, it depends on your breath or your breathing patterns. But yoga really, really does help you slow down. What commercial yoga does is it takes those postures that are a lot easier to do, but also make you feel good. So it's stretching until you feel de-stressed. But that's not what traditional yoga is. I'll give you an example. You already know about this, but I'm going to tell you the example anyway. So we had a competition at our office yesterday. And we had to hold a plank. Initially, my pose was not right, but I ended up holding the plank for like four minutes, 19 seconds. I mean, you missed 420 by one second. I know. I know. That's what I was thinking. No. Could have been like, I'm 420. No, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the person who was next to me, who who won by, like, who beat me by a second. All right, well, we know what he was aiming for. <laughs> 420, yeah. <laughs> he was, he ended up hurting his back. But when you do, uh, his lower back, when you do a plank, you don't hurt your back at all because it's supposed to be completely aligned. Uh, your hips, your, your, your legs, your back. So when you do a plank, you're not supposed to hurt your back for sure, your lower back. The longer you hold it, it does start hurting, maybe not hurting, but you feel the the pressure build, which makes a lot more sense because those are the parts you want to be working when you're doing a plank. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but 
traditional yoga has a lot of planking, handstands, use of your your wrists, use of your feet. Um, not as much use of your feet, but a lot of use of your hands. So you're, you're technically also strengthening your quads, your hamstrings. And I, I think it's very underrated. Like yoga is a very underrated practice when it comes to when it comes to considering it as an exercise or a workout. Yeah, fair enough. Um, how would you say yoga is different from other sorts of fitness? I think, I think it's like I mentioned, it helps you slow down. Um, yoga is not all about, I would say, physique. It's more about um, trying to slow down, breathe the right way, and hold postures in a way that benefits your body. Uh, it's also using your own body weight to do something mm-hmm. with it, you know. So I've always, I've always felt kind of weak in a way because I'm a lot tinier and you know, spoon back and all of that stuff. But <laughs> um, and and weights and weights were never really my thing. What, what what drew me to yoga was that I wanna use my body weight to do something with it. I don't wanna just jump right into weights. Um, so what makes yoga different is also the, that it leads you to think about uh, what you want out of your body. It's not just aiming to be this or that. It's also some days my practice is absolute crap. Some days it's really great. Some days it's just in the middle. But how do I feel after I leave the mat? That's what matters. And I have tried a couple of other exercises. This is not, this is nothing, of course, I have nothing against other fitness or other physical exercises because I, I definitely want to try a lot more. Mm-hmm. I love HIT, which is high intensity interval training. I tried running, but my knee is a complete mess. So um, I've also tried CrossFit. So I'm not going to say that all of these exercises are meaningless. That isn't it. I think they supplement and complement each other in a very specific way. I would just say yoga is about how you feel when you leave the mat. And I think that's what differentiates it from everything else. That's very interesting take you got there. And I've heard a lot of different terms when it comes to yoga. There's vinyasa, hatha, and all these different words out there. But are are these particular types or forms of yoga? And if so, what's the difference between them? Okay, I'm going to put a disclaimer here. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an expert. So everything I say here is mostly my experience with yoga mm-hmm. and is uh, also my perspective that's been shaped by the different yogis that I follow. Uh, so vinyasa, hatha, yin and yang, if you want to take the modern gimmicks that people apply in studios, you'd take hot yoga or, or you know yoga on swings and stuff, whatever. But these are different forms of yoga. The traditional ones are vinyasa, hatha, there's yin and yang, which I'd say the, 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 the third one is pretty much the most difficult I've been through. Um, but hatha and vinyasa are more traditional forms of yoga. Commercial yoga is sometimes also called vinyasa, which is incorrect for everyone out there who doesn't actually mm-hmm. know. Um, vinyasa is a very strict practice so when you do a vinyasa class you're usually doing several movements but you also have several patterns in between those movements those are known as vinyasas Mm, okay so it's just like 
it, would it be fair to compare it to like a dance routine where you have a certain choreographed steps and you just do it over? I guess so, yeah. Yes, maybe, in a yeah. way. I mean, whoever builds the lesson plan probably has that in mind. But yes, when you do like a Surya Namaskar, which is a sun salutation, yeah, I would say that's like a choreographed awesome. dance. Even the movements are kind of like, yeah, that's a good analogy. I take it. <laughs> Well, do you have a favorite style? And I mean, did, has your style changed over time? What you've preferred and what you don't like anymore? Oh, well, no, there's nothing that I don't like anymore. But hell yeah, actually, I went from Hatha, which is a little more slow paced than, you know, it restores your muscles. Of course, it's very important to me till date. But I've gone full on vinyasa where I'm like trying to plank and I'm trying to work on my strength. And I'm like, trying to do up dogs and hold them for a while. Um, so yeah, I'd say my favorite style of yoga would be vinyasa yoga. Uh, but also I'm wondering how many people are going to count the number of yogas in this podcast and maybe do a drinking game. So every time I say yoga, it's like, shh, short. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have like a, like a counter on the side, yoga counter. Sure, I would like that. but. Uh, I think it should be a, a you can go full uh, Bali or Lululemon and do kombucha shots instead of, you know, instead of alcohol. Yeah, it's like, tell me that you do yoga without telling me. <laughs> exactly. We keep, we keep up with the trends here. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so would you say there is a particular platform that works best for people to, to start off? Uh, depends. I would say going to your nearest yoga studio or trying out different yoga studios help. I would say try YouTube videos for beginners. Um, for people who are looking for a little more seriousness in their practice, look for subscriptions. The subscription that works for me best has been Allo Moves. Uh, it's an initiative by Allo Yoga. I know that there are a lot of uh, studios in the US, mainly in LA. That's I think that's where they were born. Venice Beach. Yeah, sorry. It's an initiative by Alo Yoga and they have the they have a collection of so many different yogis at so many different stages of their lives. Uh there's yoga for every single kind of person you can imagine. There's prenatal yoga, there's yoga for your if your knees are weak, there's yoga for um people that are a little older so they don't have to you know they don't have to put too much pressure on their joints um there's yoga for kids uh and then there are different levels of yoga for people who are trying to focus on handstands maybe people who are trying to mm -hmm. focus on back bends this is not a free endorsement just by the way yeah we're not sponsored we're not sponsored i guarantee you it's not sponsored <laughs> anyone from aloe i wish you, if you want to sponsor us please let us know because <laughs> when i when i talk about aloe moves it's like did they pay you to talk about it and i'm like no i genuinely i love the instructors on there yeah i mean i think that's a really nice way to put it that if someone's so passionate about something it just comes out in most of the things they say. You can feel that energy. And it's very rare because people think that, oh, like you must be doing this because someone's paying you to say it or, you know, but then when you, if you generally care about something at a deeper level, it'll just come out. 
I agree. I've never really understood that. I mean, I'm assuming because of how commercialized everything is at this point. It's it's more like, oh, you might be saying this because, you know, you've been given extra free things on the side. And I'm like, I wish I was an influencer, but nah, I'm not. I'm just really passionate about yoga. Maybe obsessed, like I'm border, like we're bordering on obsession here. Because I'm like, I have my full stack of yoga stuff at home. And whenever anyone asks me, did you did you see this gadget online? And I'm like, ah, did you see those yoga pants online? So it's like... <laughs> So, I mean, speaking of influencers, you've been sharing Instagram videos and pictures of your daily yoga sessions, and you've been quite the inspiration. I can at least speak to that personally. I'm sure a lot of your friends and family would say the same. Speaking of inspiration, do you have any yogis that have inspired you? Yes. So there's two. Uh, I think one of them also inspires you, just by the mm-hmm. way. I remember. Patrick Beach. Yes, um, Mr. Beach. So I have, I have, <laughs> I have Patrick Beach and Dylan Werner. Uh, I'm never sure if I'm saying his name right. If you're listening, Dylan, I'm really sorry. Uh, and also, you're really cute. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, Pat, these are two very different personalities and two very, very different instructors. Uh, Patrick Beach is fierce in the way he. He does yoga, but gentle in the way he teaches it. Uh, Dylan is fierce in the way he teaches, but gentle in the way he does yoga. So it's the other way. So when you see Dylan doing his flow, you feel you feel that gentleness, even though you can also feel that tenacity from him. Patrick Beach, however, you're like, man, this is a teddy bear uh, stuck inside a man or something. And then when he starts doing yoga, you're like, holy shit, how is he doing Mm -hmm. this stuff? Like, whoa. Uh, But yeah, these two people inspire me because um, Dylan Werner, I think, was in the Marine. I still haven't looked this up, but I think he was in the Marines. He was a paramedic as well. Uh, He has done um, a lot of martial arts, uh, skydiving, mountain climbing. So he's he, he's done a variety of different mm-hmm. things throughout his life. And I, I personally find that inspiring. But he came back home to yoga. That's what I feel. Because when he talks about yoga, he talks about it as, as if this was home and it took me some time to find it. And I love that perspective. I love the way he talks about yoga. I love the, the, the passion. The counter is going up. <laughs> People are going to be drunk by the end of this. Uh, and Patrick Beach. Well, he met his soulmate through yoga. So um, I'm also, while I don't want to agree with, I'm going to shout out to Varun from the first episode. I don't want to agree that I'm cheesy. I'm also definitely cheesy (laughs) and romantic Mm -hmm. because it's so cute. He met his soulmate through yoga. And um, even when he had an injury recently, he injured his leg. He was still trying to do yoga. He was still trying to make sure that he keeps his practice going mm-hmm. and he heals through the practice. So, At least offline, you mentioned that you were looking to become a yoga teacher at some point. How's that going and where are you in the process? So to become a yoga teacher, you need to, first of all, uh, be doing yoga for, God, I can't stop saying the word. <laughs> you have to keep practicing regularly for at least over a year. And um, 
then you can start your practice. Uh, I've been taking classes from an instructor here in Dubai. Her name is Kelsey, and she's really, really good. Uh, she's been helping me work on problematic areas. Uh, I feel that I've been lacking in some ways. I want to make sure that I, mm -hmm. you know, at least try to get a bit better before I go and become a teacher. Um, the idea is I don't want to become a teacher just yet because the process is you practice for a while, one plus year, years, and then you go on to doing your training. So there's like 100 hours, 200, for beginners, 100 hours, 200 hours, 500 mm -hmm. hours, and you can keep increasing um, as you practice. But the way I want to do it is I do want to take the training to learn more about uh, the anatomy of mm -hmm. yoga. I want to learn how it actually benefits you physically in a more scientific way. Sounds fantastic. Now, before I get to our final question, I just want to go to three things. So first... I want to take the time to thank you for coming on the show. It means a lot to me, and I just want to acknowledge that. <laughs> Make me feel awkward, stop. <laughs> Second, for all the people out there who are interested in learning more about yoga, are there any YouTube channels or resources you'd recommend? Yes. So for beginners, Yoga with Adrian. Um, for people that already do yoga but are looking to mix it up or switch it up a little bit, um, Aloe Moves has a couple of videos on YouTube as well. So check that out. Uh, there are apps you can use on your phone to customize your practices. That's, uh, but those are not related to YouTube. That would be some, there's an app called Downward Dog. Maybe if you drop the link mm -hmm. uh, for people to download it. And my non-endorsement endorsement for Aloe Moves. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's the last one. <laughs> all right, got you. I'll put all of those in the description. And lastly, where can people follow you on your yoga journey? I have a page on Instagram. <laughs> Usually I share poses, um, my experience with those poses. Uh, I post a lot more about mental health. Uh, recently, I've been posting a little more about the chanting of different things after you complete your practice. And I post a couple of time lapses because those show just how much work gets put into an actual yoga practice. That's awesome. I think people will really benefit from it. Anyone listening, go check her out. It's in the description. Okay, so the last question of the day is based on the theme of the show, Tell Me. So I'd like you to tell us, with all of your experience in yoga, what is one piece of advice or knowledge you'd like to leave us with? First of all, I have no place to give advice in general, <laughs> okay? Uh, but I would like to say that to everyone out there that's listening and to people that might in the future listen, um, have compassion, mostly for yourself and also for others, of course, definitely for others. But um, I've noticed that this is through my yoga practice, uh, like very, very particularly. The way we talk to ourselves matters a lot. And um, if, you talk to, if you talk to others the way you talk to yourself, you will realize that you've not had any compassion towards your own self. Mm. So I would say have compassion. Because when, I guess when you're giving someone advice, you're so polite to them and you're so kind and comforting. But when you talk to yourself, it's usually like, you idiot, you, you, you messed up again. How could you do this? Like you had a chance and you blew it. 
Um, but if you spoke to someone else, you, you would definitely never, ever talk to anybody else like that. Yeah. Right. So I would say have a little more compassion towards yourself. And um, for everyone listening in Dubai, please have some compassion for the animals on the street as well. Please, this is random, but please, it's really hot out there. So please leave them some water and snacks from time to time. I would say have compassion. That's part of what I chant during my practice. All right. And with that, I'd like to say a final thank you. And we'll catch you next time on the Tell Me series. Thank you.